Welcome back to Travolta. Hosted by Jeff Sweeney and Stuart Elmore. Covering Killing Season. With special guest, Brian DeLisi. Enjoy the episode. <laughs> Stuart, I have no notes on this. Good luck. Hit the record button. Hit the record button. It's the record button. Uh, Stuart, have you given up on notes fully at this point? I have. I have. I also give it up on one second every day. Oh. I nice. do. I, so for folks at home, I, I actually in New Year, I wanted to make a one second every day video, but I'm I, I'm too too lazy. I keep I keep forgetting to do it. Too busy. Yeah. What what was what was the movie that broke you on taking notes? What was the last one you did? Um, was it old dogs? <laughs> you know, it might have been old dogs because I we can say it now that old dogs we recorded way like <laughs> long ago before we did all the other ones too. We recorded old dogs and then spent the rest then recorded like six movies before old dogs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I think old dogs is the last one I ever like yeah. thought about taking notes on because it was Robin Williams. Yeah, so yeah, I don't know. I mean, at this point, especially from Paris with Love, how do you? Take notes. Take notes. I took a whole page. See, look at that. From Paris with love. Yeah, right here. I took a whole page of notes on this movie too. There's no way to follow that movie. <laughs> That's exactly my point. Yeah. All my notes are. I have no idea what's happening. Also, Jeff, we have we have another person in the room here. Yes. Should we introduce our good friend, Brian Delisi? Hello. <laughs> I like it when the guests speak before we introduce them, just to leave the audience in suspense. I was trying very hard not to do that. <laughs> I'll say I, I keep laughing away from the mic until you said my name. Yeah. Yeah. I can't believe it's your first episode, Brian. I, I am so excited. I am a big fan. <laughs> and I'm so glad I get to review such a great movie. <laughs> well, this because- movie kills <laughs> it, was, it was right around the time i think we were recording some we were in the early 2000s at this point yeah and brian like just started listening to the show and he's like i'm really enjoying this i want to yeah. be on an episode i'm like here's what we got left <laughs> yeah it was and pretty he, dire and he's like killing season i'll take that one <laughs> so here we are <laughs> well, yeah, you know it, lo- it looked exciting it looked exciting <laughs> it looked exciting i don't know yeah. if it ends up looking exciting but i will say you were talking about notes i did take notes and then i realized that it was the same four notes over and over <laughs> and so i didn't bring well, my notes. what were the same four notes oh just reverse <laughs> oh no reverse <laughs> <laughs> put it in reverse <laughs> oh god uh what I mean, we're at the stage now, Jeff. Or what is the context? I actually have a f- big bit of context for this movie. Oh my I'm god! Very ready. Yeah. So, this movie. Um, yes, this movie. Um, also, directed- thank you for listening to our last episode. Oh yeah, thank you for listening to our last episode on savages. Savages. On <laughs> savages. An episode we've definitely recorded yes, already. We've already done that. Yeah. Um. <laughs> okay. Um. Our episode on savages. So this movie. Directed by Mark Steven Johnson, who I can only assume is a sentient program that just like spits out <laughs> movies. <laughs> Here's his lineup. His lineup is his most recent movie is called Love Guaranteed. Okay. Um, he's also directed classics such as uh, Killing Season, Finding Steve McQueen, 
One in Rome, Ghost Rider, Daredevil, and Simon Birch. I've only heard of three of those movies. Wait, the Nicolas Cage yeah, the masterpiece Nicolas Cage Ghost, Ghost Rider. Rider? And the Ben Affleck masterpiece Rider. Daredevil? Yes. He is the director of both of those motion pictures. <laughs> he also wrote the, the Michael Keaton Jack Frost movie. <gasps> A masterpiece, and I will see no uh, argument. <laughs> <laughs> I, for the listener home, I zoomed in on the snowman. On the face. on the Mike Myers snowman <laughs> face. Yeah. Galmas. Oh, yeah. Okay. So he directed this movie. Son, I am a snowman. <laughs> <laughs> he was not originally slated to direct this movie. Who was? This was originally a John McTiernan project. Oh, yeah. We have covered on this show. We have. And the reason he did not direct this movie is because he was in prison. <laughs> he, he was in. He was not only in director jail. He was in real jail, <laughs> and so he could not direct this movie. Wow. Originally, it was called Shrapnel, and it was set in the seventies. Oh. And it was not going to star John Travolta and. Robert, Robert De, Niro. De Niro. It was going to star John Travolta and Nicholas Cage. Cage. Oh, we were robbed. <laughs> we were robbed. Going to be a follow up to, um, like, not a sequel to Face Off, but a, like a reteaming of that. Oh, man. Do you think the roles would have been the same? I that am. Travolta very... would have played the Bosnian guy. So it's supposed to be set in the 70s. And I honestly have oh, no idea. Yeah. Like, like if it's about Vietnam, quite clearly, John Travolta is not playing a Vietnamese man. <laughs> <laughs> if it's about the Cold War, like could be a Russian. Like he could, yeah, he could be a Ru- like. I don't know exactly what war this original version shrapnel was going to be. Do you think it's like World War Two and they're just old Nazis? <laughs> I mean, but they're not old enough for that, right? They'd have yeah. to be like in their seventies. Yeah, which De Niro's like how old in, when this movie came out? He's in his sixties. Yeah, he's definitely older. He's like than late sixties when he does. Yeah, because Travolta's late fifties. Yeah, like fifties when he does this. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, we were robbed, as Brian said, because <laughs> this this uh, this could have been the DTV Action King reunion we needed. Instead, we get a uh, Robert De Niro, therefore a paycheck. Yeah, right. <laughs> and John Travolta, who is maybe giving a little too much. <laughs> oh, he was all in. He was all in on this one. I think he saw something in the script yeah, that, that no one else saw. That's that's what I'll say to people who question why we're doing this show at this point. This is exactly the reason why I wanted to do this show from the very beginning. Uh, yeah. It's because you go through all these movies, these classics, these bombs, whatever. You get to this era where, like, a lot of actors check out, just, like, do direct-to-video action movies for the paycheck. Willis. Yeah, like, Bruce, you know, your Bruce Willies and uh, whatnot. And Travolta is doing that. But... Let it not be said, he's not putting 110% into all these things. <laughs> Are the performances good? No. Maybe not. <laughs> but <laughs> he's putting all in. He's shaving his head. He's doing the accents. Yeah. Oh. And, I, and the like, accents. He really believes in this character, He's too. really believing in these characters that he's playing. Like, he, your killing seasons, your forgers, your goddies. He's he's like fanatics. He thinks these are going to be classics, and he's going all in on them. You know, in some sort of sense, I kind of respect that a little mm. bit because, I mean, we all work on movies, and you know, I feel like in our crew mind sense, it's always like this movie is not going to go anywhere. Mm. Like I'm I'm here for a paycheck. I'm a crew person, and in cast, it's always like this needs to be like my pickup yeah. role. Right, and I suppose it's like no one ever knows what's going to be a classic until it becomes a classic. Yeah. 
I mean, unless you're working on Star Wars or Marvel, which yeah. even then, like Marvel, it's not always a guarantee. Yeah. Eternals. Yeah. And so, uh, Brian ooh, liked Eternals. Shit. I, I did really like Eternals. I, I, well, we'll get there. I'm not going to judge you. <laughs> we'll, we'll litigate Eternals <laughs> when we've gotten about an hour into the series. We have right, nothing else right. to say. Yeah, yeah. But I, I respect that because it's yeah. like you do want to treat every single movie like it's going to be mm. your comeback. Because otherwise, if you don't treat it like it is it, then it definitely won't yeah. be. Because like a movie that, face that similar mindset is John Wick. Yeah. Sure, sure. Which is not on on a basic surface level. On it's paper. a movie directed by two stunt guys who've never directed before, starring right. Keanu Reeves at a kind of low point in his career. Mm-hmm. Um, And it's, you know, just an action movie where he fights Russians. On the face level, that seems like, you know, you're, you're killing seasons or forged like your shitty direct-to-video action movie. Sure. But it became a classic. It revitalized Keanu's career, made David Leach and Chad Stahelski big names in the directing business. Yeah. And so what you're saying, like, they're all when you people put their all into these. There are gems that come out of this. Yeah. And also John Wick was not direct to video, but you know, same basic idea. Yeah. You're right, right. However, I think Trollton might be the only person putting 110 percent into this. And, yeah. and his 110 percent is shooting in the wrong direction. Right, right. That part of the movie where like they fire an arrow and it like misses. That's Travolta so trying to uh, in this movie. <laughs> uh, he's like, I'm really just going for it, and the arrow like swings off, and you know it. Well, it's lands also, in, it lands in a ham, and to he that goes point, full ham. it's also the confidence in which the character thinks he has perfect aim, and he clearly doesn't in this movie because yeah, he misses right. multiple times. Right. But he has a line that says, "I could have killed you already." I'm like, "No, you couldn't have. <laughs> you have terrible aim." That's Travolta's confidence. It's like, "I could have been an A-list actor if I wanted to." Uh, <laughs> you sure about that? I can bring my career back any time if I want to. Are we about to do this? The entire podcast is. Well, these, should I have done the intro like this? I think you might have, but you missed the opportunity. I already recorded it. So, yeah. Boris in the dash. Oh no! <laughs> Brian, have you listened to Boris in the dash episode? No. Makes me want to weep. Mister I... and Mrs. Obeth. So Brian, in yes. in the motion picture Boris in the dash. Got to explain yes. a bit. A movie we covered for an hour and a half. Okay. Which John Travolta appears for three seconds. I yeah. Um, they open a door. He says, hello. Or no, he says, is Natasha here? And they slam the door on him. And that's his whole role in the movie. Um, what are you doing? I'm just uh, I'm just looking at the mic settings. Okay. Just keep, keep, keep talking. Okay. Um, so, so in the middle of this movie, Boris and Natasha have to infiltrate a hotel without being seen. Mm-hmm. Um, what the fuck? Uh, keep talking. It's just doing a weird thing. Don't address um, it. Just keep I'm talking. A, I have to address it. Um, and they infiltrate it. By dressing in like big fat suits as Scottish people. And they call themselves Mr. and Mrs. Obeith. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And they're like, oh, we're Mr. and Mrs. Obeith. And we're... <laughs> it's, it's the best scene ever. It's a dumb joke. That, that, Sounds I, fantastic. I think Stuart actually walked out of the room when we recorded that episode. Um, I was ready to. <laughs> yeah, he got very close. I was ready to walk into the ocean and never come back <laughs> at that point. Oh, man. I was ready to like. Oh man, I was gonna make a killing season joke, but yeah, they're, the movie's a joke. The movie is the joke. It's the movie already, is a joke. It's already been done. Uh, I think so. Is there something to be said context-wise for Travolta and De Niro's career? Because uh, I feel like there's some parallelism going on. Yeah, with they're this. they're both at a low point right now. Yeah. Um, Travolta. I mean, we've covered you know basically the triple sixty pun- movies worth of context. Yeah, the triple punch of <laughs> hairspray kind of making him a joke to the more like a more conservative element of America. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, which kind of seeped into the popular culture at the time of like, <laughs> he played a woman in a movie. Right. Combined with him losing his Disney deal after Old Dogs. Yeah. 
combined with you know the le- being, the runoff of Battlefield Earth ten years later. Well, and also being labeled as the heavy and taking a Pelham one yeah. two three. Being yeah. labeled as the heavy and taking of Pelham, um, which to Cole's point, which that that this episode came out like what three weeks ago, yeah. taking a Pelham, uh, not a bad movie. Yeah, and I agree with Cole movie. at the end of that episode, uh, but. I think it's something to agree on that that movie did label him as like the new bad guy. Yeah, heavy the new guy. heavy. Yeah, sure. So, hence his role in this movie. That movie is about. Oh, I mean, it's not about, but it's an element of that movie that he's usurped as the. Uh, he's killed by when you're an A-list star and you play a heavy in a movie and you get, like killed by a rising star. Mm-hmm. That can a lot of times be like the end, and not that Denzel's a rising star is well established at the time. Yeah, but him getting labeled as the heavy and then jumping right into From Paris with Love, which. Made him a joke. The small role in Savages. He's he's well out of the range of A-list at this point. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And Which, what about De Niro, though? Let me look up what De Niro's most recent film had been at this time. Yeah, because, I mean, I know, like, this is... 2000s De Niro, which that, okay. that decade was not kind to him. So he had, he had fully jumped into um, paycheck movies at this point. <laughs> yeah. In yes. the early 2000s, he's like kind of coasting on like you know meet the parents the score which are like not his bread and butter but they're movies where he's you know he's he's a character uh, in excuse them. you the adventures of rocky and bullwinkle <laughs> uh, <laughs> where he plays fearless leader yes show some respect <laughs> but you know right around the end of the 2000s he makes the shift into paycheck action movies mm-hmm. machete right can we talk about righteous kill for a second righteous kill okay so Robert De Niro and Al Pacino. Yeah, okay. Legends. Yes. They've only done four movies together. Godfather Part Two. Great movie. Heat. Also a good movie. The Irishman. I liked it okay. Three movies that are inarguably classics in some way or another. Yep. yep. They also did a fourth movie. Called a Righteous lo- Kill. A low-budget action movie called Righteous Kill <laughs> with this poster. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like a winner. <laughs> is that really their only collaborations? Yeah, they've only done those four movies together. Wow. That's wild. And I just love that that's three like huge genre-defying masterpieces. Yeah. And they did a shitty direct-to-video action movie together. But yeah, I think it is something to be said that from 2010 uh onward it is just like low ball. Yeah. You know. And so he's just he's he's in the range of these guys at this point. You know, your Bruce Willis's, your Nick Cage's, your Travolta's, where it's these roles where it's not a lot's expected of you, you get a decent enough paycheck, and you get to go home early. I mean the first usually. fifteen minutes he doesn't have any lines. Yeah, he's literally just like walking around. Talk about house. an easy paycheck. Just you, stands there looking pretty. These yeah. the, and movies like this are always shot very quickly. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um Oh god, yeah. Very you quick. can tell. Yeah. Brian yeah. had you've had experiences. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Movies like this are shot very quickly. Um, and the actors get the majority of the budget. <laughs> right. Uh it's the Bruce the Bruce Willis syndrome I've heard is that he will he does a million a day is his deal. Bruce Willis will work for a million a day. And when he gets to set, he'll go to the director and ask what the first shot is and what lens are we shooting it on. Okay. And if the director can't answer, Bruce Willis says, You're not putting any effort into this, I'm not gonna put any effort into you. And just set, stands there and says his lines and goes home with his million. Nice. Uh, so that's kind of the 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 style of filmmaking that these guys are walking yes. into with a movie like this. Killing season. <laughs> Killing it. Yeah. It is the season. <laughs> it is the season to, to kill. kill it. To oh, kill it. Oh, yeah. 
Uh, and then Travolta pops off, though. I'm yes. just saying. Uh, we got to talk about it. Yeah, okay. Yeah, we'll talk about we it. We got to talk about his hair, too, but that's... <laughs> boy, he brings up the H word or the uh, the absence of. <laughs> we'll talk about it later. <laughs> oh God, uh, is it is it time to go to plot mode? Yeah, let's jump right into the movie. Let's go Great. to plot mode. Oh, oh, Brian, I want to know quickly what was yes. it when you looked at the list of movies I sent you? Yes, what was it about Killing Season that made you go? Hmm, I, I'll talk about that one. Um. Well, it was the word killing. Um, <laughs> like, at least this will be exciting. I was like, yeah. I was like, if I'm going to have to watch, you know, bottom of the barrel Travolta movies, I'll take one where he's, you know, punching things. <laughs> um, and that that is what I got. So, <laughs> yeah. you know, I, I was pretty happy with my selection. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. There are parts of this movie where he turns into, like, Michael Myers. And yeah, it's I so know. funny. He's, like, teleporting <laughs> around in space. He's like, I am here to shoot you. If I wanted to, I could hit <laughs> It's like clearly not. <laughs> I think we're all at this point subconsciously avoiding talking about the very beginning of this movie because we all know what we're gonna have to address. Yeah. So, well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I'm really actually nervous about talking about this movie. So we're recording this on Sunday, February 27th. Yes, of 2022. As of right now, uh, Ukraine is is being invaded by Russia. Yes. And uh, they're currently still holding um, capital city Kiev. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what will happen in, in the three weeks when, in this, the three episode weeks when this episode out. comes out. Um, I mean, let's to be earnest, uh, you know, hopes and thoughts for the yeah. people of Ukraine and yep. hoping that yeah, so, something. Yeah. I don't know. Our, our like 60 viewer listenership. Uh, we support uh, the Ukrainian yeah. uh, people and their country in this. <laughs> that is. I mean, what, 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 what do you say? This movie starts off with the exact same thing happening. Yeah, it does. <laughs> we have to address it somehow. Yeah. yeah. So this movie, uh, so yeah, in three weeks, whatever, if, if there, if the outcome has already happened yeah. or whether, you know, if it's, if it's still in progress, just, you know, ho- hopes and thoughts to the people of Ukraine on that end. But yeah, this movie starts off, uh, in Bosnia. This movie starts off with another Eastern European invasion. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it says, In 1992, the Serbian army invaded neighboring Bosnia, starting a war marked by large-scale massacre in the name of a- ethnic cleansing. More than 200,000 people died in the genocide, most since World War II. In 1995, American military forces and their NATO allies finally intervened, launching Operation Deliberate Force. Which, the second I saw that, I said, this sounds eerily familiar. Yes. Um, this is oddly topical. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the movie starts. Yeah. Yes. And we basically get, like, a low-rent Michael Bay aesthetic retelling <laughs> of the... Like, it looks like yeah. World someone War II, try- Vietnam-esque, flashy, blurry yeah, it's shots. Like all orange. All orange. Yeah. Yes. And That's it's important later. Underlit. We're picking up with, Lots of smoke. <laughs> we're picking up with American soldiers going into Bosnia and fighting the Serbian invasion. Yeah. Yep. They're liberating death camps um, where they're holding the Bosnian Muslims. Yeah. And the, and young Robert De Niro, who we don't see his face, he's yes, always in shadow, um, I guess in part to obscure who he is, but also probably because they couldn't get a young Robert De Niro lookalike. And this was before uh, the Irishman came out with the other technology to de-age his the thing face. Is, right. They do it in one shot of this movie. Did you but, notice that at the end? Yeah, yeah. He's like but, looking real smooth. <laughs> well, but it is like it's obscure. He's looking well. real smooth. It, it's, <laughs> there's like d- it's shadows a across and half, going yeah, on. half yeah. his face. It, it feels like it looks like a rubber mask almost. It looks like a Paul Walker recreation. Yeah, yeah. Yes. 
Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, they they liberate a death camp, but they find train cars with yeah bo- with bodies, bodies in them. And, and so they take the the Serbian death squad who was running the camp, the Scorpions. The Scorpions. Yeah. Um, this is all stuff that actually happens in this movie, folks. Yeah. Um, and I presume happened in real life. Um, but they take the the Scorpions out back and put them in a line on the ground, and the American soldiers take turns execute shooting, them. executing them one at a time. Yeah. We get to the end. Um, we get a young I, soldier. A young soldier pointing his gun at a young scorpion who, t- who turns his, his head. head and you it's John Travolta. Barely see it, but it is him. Okay. I want to talk about this. Yes. <laughs> yes. Did you guys notice that's a green screen shot? Yes. Um, I did not. There's I a was... lot of green screen shots in this movie. So all yes. a lot of the stuff in Bosnia at the beginning, like it looks like they just shot it. I don't know. I don't presume they didn't actually go to Bosnia for it. They just probably shot it somewhere in. There is a. Uh, foreign film crew credited at the end. I think they did. They did the unit in Russia for that like opening and ending scene. Probably, there. yeah. Um, I'm not sure if they shot this opening stuff in Bosnia. I am sure not. But wherever they shot it, Travolta and De Niro were not there <laughs> <laughs> because it all it's all looks like it's done in camera until yes. he turns around. You can tell it's Travolta, and you can it's so green screeny. Yeah, it's hilarious. There, yes. There's a lot of that even in the modern day stuff. Yeah. Like they're like there's a one scene. It's like the end of the fight scene when they decide to become best friends. Oh, uh, spoiler alert! But uh, like they're sitting on the cliffside, and it's where they like you know Robert De Niro is about to execute him, spoiling the end of the movie. But yeah. like, and it cuts to this wide shot, and it's like them on the cliff, it's and like the so landscape ahead. Yeah. It's so it's green so screen, good. and I'm like, oh guys, yeah. oh guys, it's literally just a picture that they put. Yeah, behind it's very them. clearly it's like so funny. The, the the it's like the the back lot yard of a studio yeah. or something you know like california like they got like trees and like yeah. pine wood and oh, some God. rocks and they said oh yeah this is where's park is supposed to take place like tennessee colorado some shit mm-hmm. i don't know uh, where he lives appalachia according to appalachia. imdb <laughs> hmm, okay like somewhere in kentucky tennessee yeah 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 he, sure. at, at points in this de niro's doing an accent but then at other points he isn't he like it's either he gave up halfway through because he's like, yeah, this movie's not doing anything. I'm not going to put any bother into the accent. Or halfway through, he decided, I'm having fun. I'm going to do an accent. Well, or maybe it's like Travolta showed up on set and he kept the Russian accent like right. off camera. And Daniel's like, I'm not going to be showed up by this fucking chump who did Battlefield <laughs> Earth. So he starts doing an accent. And then on day 15, he's just like, fuck, I don't care. <laughs> well, I, I would like to say something yeah. about the accents yeah. in this movie. Um, so I, I watch movies at home with subtitles on because mm-hmm. I'm a... I'm a psychopath and um there are a number of lines in this movie that um the only subtitle says um non-english speech and there are a number of times that travolta talks and it says inaudible (laughs) (laughs) like is he really speaking like serbian (laughs) no he is not it's like it is absolute he's probably just like yeah. Like, it's nothing. <laughs> a lot of non-english speech in this movie yeah yeah so uh yeah mm. so uh, then after yeah he turns his head then gunshot noise cut to black present day bell bevel bevel grade russia yeah um we're in a bar yes and in walks old man Tra- or normal present day travolta for 2013 yes Jeff, yeah. should I just do it now? Yes, this yeah, is the you time. should do it. Now. This is you the should time. do it now because he we get a, we so get quite a look at it. Yes, 
Cue the hair raking music. <laughs> Welcome to the hair raking. Okay. Uh, Look how they massacred my boy. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know how we said, like, oh, God. I have, I have the, the hair ranking. You know how we said that, like, Paris with love is the only one where he goes bald in it for fun, but yeah. then grows his hair back? <laughs> so, like, is he, like. He did not grow back. It's not... the thing we're learning. Is he just stayed bald and put wigs on? <laughs> yeah. And this is clearly one of those times where he definitely has no hair. So, yeah, it's, like, shaved, buzz cut, but even, like like very buzzed yeah. but it continues down the sideburns into a full beard uh but not, I want, not, but not a, just a regular beard like, like an abe lincoln it's beard a, it's a chin strap beard it it looks like he's wearing a helmet yeah it, it all the time like he's wearing a helmet. it's a it's a chin strap beard with no mustache Mm-mm. uh nothing on the cheeks really either it's all jaw line oh, it's man. all jaw neck and chin and um it's very powerful I, I I will say like you know, it. I think for the character, like it, it gave some sort of like memo of who he was. Like this is a guy who like, uh, clearly has who is yeah. foreign. I yeah. guess I don't know. It, it, it makes him look a little more Eastern European, whatever that. Yeah, means. yeah, a little bit. Um, what does it do anything for his looks? Absolutely not. Uh, if anything, it makes him look pretty silly in the it's entire not, movie. It's not attractive. Um, so we do, do got to talk about the actual lack of hair. Yeah, because Becca came out when I was watching this, and she looks at it and she's like, "That's not real." No, it's not. It looks like tar, like painted or it's like it looks like someone <laughs> took like road tar and like painted it onto his head. Yes, it does. It's wet. It looks moist at all times. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's very strange. It is very strange. So, Jeff, uh, can I see the hair raking from yeah, your phone? There you go. Oh, Lord. Uh, Remember when we started this and there were like three names on this list? And we're like, oh, we'll drop this bit soon. Um, I think it's got to go. Oh, boy. It's going to go low. It's going to go below above bolt below from paris with love (laughs) (laughs) it's going listen guys we had to write the fur it's going below the bald head and from paris with love it's worse than bald it's worse than bald and the facial hair does nothing because it's a a very weird chin strap can i I read our bottom 10 yes please from paris with love killing season bolt our friend martin Magnificent Desolation, Walking on the Moon 3D. There is no hair in that movie. The Devil's Reign, The Experts, Battlefield Earth, I Think You Might Like It, Orientation, a Scientology short film. Why is Orientation at the bottom? Because it was Scientology. I think you just wanted to give anything in that movie the lowest possible. Yeah, that's probably what it was. I mean, it's not... Uh, experts isn't even the lowest one anymore. No. It's ex- crazy to think that something's below the Experts. It's Battlefield Earth. I think you might like it in orientation. Nope. I got to change it. What? Put Experts back on the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> Put Experts back on the bottom. We're going to bump up all those other movies, and Experts is going on the bottom. I'm sorry. I just... I, once you said Experts, and the list is done. Oh, he's continuing. There's more, and I'm like, no, those aren't worse than I. The experts is now once again the law. Have you seen the hair in the experts? I have not. Let please, me let me let please me enlighten me. Let me pull this up. Let me. <sighs> this was a war crime. This is Stewart's mind. This is uh, worse than the genocide of Bosnia. <laughs> <laughs> I got it. 
Oh uh, no. Yeah. It's like a mullet. Wow. A mullet fondue. Yeah, I mean it's really bad. I don't know who said yes to that, but that is terrible. Yeah, he's gonna go order some Greek yogurt and <laughs> <laughs> have a nice brunch after that. Wow. It's rough. It's really bad. It's not great. Uh so yeah, we see Travolta walk in this bar. That's the end of the hair ranking, by the yeah. way. Um we see Travolta go in this bar. He talks to a contact uh, who would later go on to win the the Oscar for uh, I'm, I'm bullshitting. No, this is a, <laughs> a no name background yeah. who got paid, who got bumped up because he said this a lot. This is also the only scene in this movie that has background. The rest of the movie, yeah, there, there, you're there, right. are, there are exclusively oh four actors gosh. in the rest of this movie. Wow. And a baby. And a baby. And, yeah, and a child. <laughs> um, Oh but you're God. right. Wow. Yeah. And you can totally tell, like, they shot this scene and then the scene where he drinks to the bartender at the end of the movie. Back like, to oh, back. Back yeah. to back. They're, they're wearing, like, the same, like, they are the exact same people. Yeah. Travolta has a in mustache In the same place. Now. Yeah. He does have a mustache. He has a mustache at the end so, of the movie, and that's uh, it. He has a glue-on beard. Yeah. So <laughs> what you're saying is the schedule for the day was they shot the last scene of the movie because they had to put the mustache on the beginning of the day, mm-hmm. and then they broke for lunch. Uh, and then during lunch, Travolta got the mustache taken off, and then the second half of the day was them filming the first scene yeah, of the day. Yeah, this was the yep. second unit that they sent to Russia. <laughs> yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. All all six of them. Yeah, that they sent over there. Them. yeah, yeah. God These damn, aren't even yeah, background. This... These filmed in a real bar and hope people notice yeah, it wasn't Travolta. Right, right. Wow. So, uh, but yeah, he talks to the contact and he gets a packet. And he's like, Vodavijinsky. Vodavijinsky, American. <laughs> and uh, yeah, Travolta talks to the, what, he's speaking not really Russian. Yeah. Non-English speech. Non-English, Non-English speech. speech. Subtitles but he has a say. very thick Russian accent. But okay, let's go to the accent uh, list. <laughs> the accent, <laughs> the accent corner. Yeah, so it was very, uh, How? It was very good. You, you liked accent. it? No, it is, it's slightly better than mine, which is <laughs> which is, not, which is exactly what you're hearing. Tra- Travolta's accent is like an American accent trying to do a, a Russian <laughs> yeah, accent right. but like he's tra- this. He's like trying to do a Serbian accent? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what it is. <laughs> but he's just doing Serbian. He's like doing Boris and the, like, here's the thing. I am going to take you out. This is my war. The calf muscle is a very strong muscle. It <laughs> will hold you up for hours. <laughs> 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 your child's scared. baptism. The child has your eyes. <laughs> I'm probably doing better than Travolta yes. is, yeah, no. to be honest. If I close my eyes, I feel like I'm watching the movie. Yeah. yeah, honestly. But he talks to this contact, and the contact slides him like four dossiers. And yes. there's pictures of Americans. Yes. With like information about where they live. Yeah. It's like, you're busy at ski. It's like, what are you going to do? Hunting. I'm going <laughs> hunting. He gets very excited and he slaps the table and he says, I've been waiting for this for so long. <laughs> I liked that a lot. He's been waiting for 20 years. For 20 years. I mean, and then this guy builds an arc reactor suit. Yeah. And then he. <laughs> the, the opening credits start. <laughs> <laughs> his father dies. He creates an arc reactor. He creates his like whip suit, and then he ambushes Tony Stark. <laughs> Have you ever read any Mickey Rourke interviews about Iron Man too? They're no. my fa- they're one of my favorite things. What? Because like he's like I the thing about that because like he had just had a comeback in his career. He was like in the dumps, and like he has his comeback. The with, wrestler like, was with the wrestler was before, right? Yeah, he has yeah. his comeback with the wrestler, and like Iron Man two is supposed to be his victory lap movie. Yeah, uh-huh. and he's like you know. I traveled to Russia. I lived among the people for a month. 
I worked on my accent. I wor-. He like said so he talked about all this work he put into uh-huh. it, and then you watch the fucking movie, and he's just like, "I want my bird. <laughs> I want, want my bird. I want my bird." <laughs> and he's like, "They cut all my good shit out of the movie," <laughs> and I'm like, "What good shit were they having you do?" It's about how like he put months of work into that so these victory lap, and the whole movie's him sitting in a room tinkering on a computer, going, "I want my, my bird. bird. <laughs> I want my bird." <laughs> It's not my foot. Drawn you, better. You lose, Tony. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so God. funny to me. Good God. Uh, and then it cuts to... The opening credits. De Niro. Well, De Niro in the, over the opening credits. Yes. Yeah, yeah. They play over him walking amongst the wilderness. Yes. Oh, yes. This is good shit. Big yeah. bird in the sky. Yeah. That, that, that's when I knew this movie was going to be a hoot. I was <laughs> when De Niro's like standing on a cliff over a river. Mm. And he just looks at this bird. And the bird looks back at him. Oh. And it's like a 15 second shot of the bird just staring at him. <laughs> and I'm like, and I'm, him not making a reaction, but just like looking up. Just feeling kinship with the bird. Yes. No, I, I did write in my notes giant chicken has a moment with Robert. And <laughs> yeah. Uh, and yeah, then it's a uh, little gentleman walking through the forest. <laughs> 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 that's basically what happened. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's just Robert De Niro walking to the woods. <laughs> He's like, I don't know nothing about no woods. <laughs> he builds like a little. He builds like a little hut out of tree branches he and whatnot. Bu- he builds a blind, a ground blind. Yeah. Which is very clearly like you know props built like the first version, and it's just like all right, all you got to do, Robert, is just bend a branch, then we'll cut, and then we'll fly in the real one, and you'll be. <laughs> hiding in and it. I was like, wow, he built in windows and everything in <laughs> oh his blind? Oh my gosh. Glass Man. installation? There's a heating and cooling. Yeah, I was like, that's pretty, that's pretty <laughs> good. No, he, he builds this blind, and then you think he's going to pull like a rifle out because there's these elk walking around. Yes, this big Instead, elk. he pulls out a camera. Like Mad City style. Yeah. And we're starting to get, and it starts playing a Johnny Cash song about like, Yes. Don't bring your guns to town. Leave your guns at the home. The first of five times. Yeah, it plays it five. It's it like that's the only song, song they get the, the copyrights of. Yes. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, they. Uh, but the, the the idea is he's an old soldier. He's put his weapons away, and now he uses his sharp shooting skills for photography. Except we never see his sharp shooting skills in the rest of the movie. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It, no, it, it never it, comes back. It does clearly establish that he's now a nonviolent, peaceful, yes. nature-loving old man who definitely does not. Uh, have any skills anymore whatsoever regarding firearms and bows and arrows. Correct. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Very yeah, peace loving. He, he sees gentle. like the moose and he has a, a sharp pain in his leg and it disturbs the moose and then he goes back home. Yes. The two elk. Yeah. And then we get what I can best describe as like set up the scene. Right. And when he's walking around they're playing the Johnny Cash song. Yes. And the Johnny Cash song is about Leaving your guns at home. Yeah. He's re- sitting at a chair reading For Whom the Bell Tolls <laughs> by Ernest Hemingway. Yeah. He looks up above his fireplace and sees a literal Chekhov's gun on the wall. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, okay, we're laying it all a little thick with the Johnny Cash song here. And then I look at the book and I'm like, okay, we can reel this one back. Yeah. He looks up and we see Chekhov's gun on the wall. I'm like, all right. <laughs> This is enough. I get it. Yes, yes. <sighs> I put my guns down years ago, Captain. And it's yeah. like, oh no, Sergeant, you're gonna bring him up again. <laughs> it's time to relive the gory days. Ha! <laughs> and oh, so, man, he's doing his thing, and then his phone rings. Oh yes. And he picks it up, and it's his son, uh, played by Milo Ventimiglia in a one six-hour shooting day role. 
Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> well, it's the same bit in uh, um, Creed. Oh, I'm gonna talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't even bring that up. Don't even bring that up. Don't even. We're gonna talk about. We're gonna talk about fucking Creed at the end of this episode. Okay, I'm this gonna movie give it has to, I, I have to give it to Jeff to for that a one. creepy amount. The exact, <laughs> exact same, same ending as Creed Two, <laughs> <laughs> um, but we'll talk about that later. <laughs> Just t- different actors. Yeah. We're no, not even different actors. <laughs> not even the same actors. <laughs> We're gonna talk about that. Okay. So, yeah. so we've established pretty much what's gonna happen in the rest of this room. Yes. Bill oh. Ventimiglia is like, "Dad, you gotta come to my son's baptism tomorrow." And De Niro's like, "If it's in a church, I don't want anything to do with that." Right? He's like, "Is she gonna be there?" And he's like, "Dad, you've been divorced for twenty years. Suck it up." He's like, "You're breaking up." And he hangs up. Good God. Yes. He's a, str- a strange relationship with his family. Yes, we've established now, you know, he's very sad. He's yes. very lonely. He's lonely. He's in the woods. Yes. He's, he's put his guns down. <laughs> he's lost his faith. He, he takes a medication for the pain. He, in take, he takes Advil. He, t- he takes Advil. What's Advil? It was just, just, just movie keeps making this deal about, like, he's uh, got to get his medication. <laughs> it's, a, it's only a jar of, like, Advil. <laughs> it, is. it is. It's his aspirin. Yes, it is. It is standard ibuprofen. Yes. And so he wakes up the next morning and he gets his Advil out and he drops mm-hmm. the pill and it goes down the drain. Yes. He's like, ah, fuck. And he slams the mirror. Yes. And the mirror slams, cracks right down the middle, cracking yes. him into two. He's a broken man. He's a broken man. It's I mean, Jake Gyllenhaal uh, 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 nightcrawler bit. Yeah. It, yeah. It's really like, you know, they, they wanted to have some symbolism. Yeah. That, you know, they said, what if we had all the symbolism? <laughs> like the- every single, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, any one of these bits would have been fine. Right, right. All of them together is too much. I was honestly I was honestly impressed with the, the camera fake out. Like, yeah. it was gone. The camera was like, oh, that's, you know, nice little interesting yeah. piece of character deduction. Yeah. And then, you know, after about 10 more. Yeah. <laughs> about 10 <laughs> okay, more I get it. I know who this character is. <laughs> yeah. And, that, and then it's really strange. It's really strange. After you think you got it, De Niro turns and looks right in the camera. And he says, hey, I'm acclaimed actor Robert De Niro. My character in this movie, Benjamin, he's a broken man. <laughs> he's a man. He's a man dealing with loss. He's a man dealing with the crisis of faith. He put his guns I, away. He says, I want you to know that. And then he turns back and the movie resumes. It's very strange. I've never it's seen perfect. that before in a movie. It's so weird how it comes out of nowhere, too. Yeah. <laughs> Never does it ever again. John Travolta doesn't get a fourth yeah. wall break. It's very strange. I wasn't expecting it. But no, no. Uh... Is this when he gets in his truck? So he goes and he yes. gets in his truck. Is he's, he's out of he's out of medication. He's out, and he's out of Advil. Yes, he's out. He's out of his Advil. <laughs> and he, he doesn't have any Advil in the car. He's like, oh fuck! And so he drives down the road. Also, I mean, besides like two maybe somewhat violent graphic scenes, why is this movie rated R other than to let them say the f word? Have you seen those violent graphic scenes? Though there's so much grotesque. It's, I mean, it's like two. One of there's them really intense. <laughs> there's I'm really the, only those two, two scenes are pretty intense. Yeah. Uh, all right, I guess so. Anyway, but yeah, is this so? This is like he's driving down his like driveway. Yeah, yeah. And he sees and his check engine light comes on. He's like, ah, oh, fuck. And yeah, he it, it like I've never seen that happen before. Where your car just like the check engine light comes on and then it breaks down two minutes later. Right, but the light is like flashing. Ah, so it's different. It's like spot, spot, literally. He's like, ah, goddamn it! All right, plot device. And so he gets out, and we get this shot where he's standing at the hood of the car. 
Yes. Yeah, you don't see anything behind him. Mm-hmm. He lifts the hood of the car. There's a man behind him in a green robe. And he says, having engine trouble? <laughs> 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 and then he turns around and he's like, oh, yeah, I can, I can handle it. Get the fuck out of here, bozo. Which, like, that's his private driveway, right? See, yeah. I was ready for the twist that, like, Travolta had like you know sabotaged the vehicle and like had timed this out perfectly. Yeah, right. Which I think is what it's trying to infer, but they never say that. They, it, it is very unclear. Yeah. Well, I imagine like maybe he was heading to his because house. Travolta establishes he's like, oh, I have a lot of experience with English cars. He does. I can fix these for you. Mm. So I think the inference is that he sabotaged it and then walked back down the road. I mean, Travolta's putting a lot of effort into like becoming this his guy. best friend. Yes. Oh, oh, sorry, killing. (laughs) I would say becoming his best friend. Like if Travolta just wanted to kill this guy, he could have done it very early on and very easily. Oh yeah. Instead, he's like, "No, I have seven step plan to make this happen. (laughs) I shall sabotage his car. I shall walk back down the road. I shall walk back up road to make him think I'm walking. I will see his car break down. I will fix car. He will invite me home. I shall have dinner with him. We'll drink a lot. We will go hunting, and then I will." (laughs) <laughs> then I will kill him. And then I will kill him. But then they will bring him to the top of hill and make him talk to God. <laughs> yes. Yes. That and then they will threaten his family. Yes. And so Trollto, uh, De Niro like pushes Trollto away. Yes. Um, also, we haven't said these characters' names. I don't know them. Uh, Emil ben- is Travolta and Ben is Robert. Okay. Emil and Ben. Emil. I only know this because Robert De Niro says it once. When they're at the cabin, he's like, hey, when they're drinking. Yes, and so he, he Travolta fixes his car. De Niro is not suspicious at all that yeah. there's a random guy. Like, oh, yeah, he's like, oh, thanks, buddy. You know my legs acting up. I gotta, I gotta get home. And so he starts driving. And then he turns around. And he's like, it's not safe to drive out here with the rain. Oh, because yeah, because it starts yeah. raining. Just Travolta actually calls that time too with his weather. Does weapon. that imply that they could afford a rain machine? Uh, or quite possibly, it just started raining on Sunday. Like we gotta roll with this. That's probably because there are some shots where it's not raining. Yeah. Yeah. And then some shots where it's sprinkling and then some shots where it's downpouring. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I don't I don't know what happened there. But yeah. yeah. At any rate. Yeah. He starts driving his car away and he, he looks in the rearview mirror and sees Travolta walking down the driveway, which supposedly would be towards his cabin. That, right? that is correct. Yes. So, But he doesn't react like, oh, shit, a stranger's walking towards the cabin. He stops and he's like, you know what? Hop in. It's raining. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he just it invites is. this random Serbian guy back to his house. <laughs> so they, they go in, and Charles is like, "I owe you a favor too." And he pulls out a bottle of Jaeger. Yes. Yeah. And they get drunk, and they start drinking, and they start sharing life stories because uh, Emil is like, "Yeah, I was in war in Bosnia," and he's like, "Oh, Bosnia! I served in Bosnia." It's like, "Yeah, what side did you serve?" Oh, I was like, "Oh, you were that side." Oh, I was on that side. Oh, difficult to know when Diffi- to leave the war. Yeah, but the war never leaves you. Right. And then he talks about the shrapnel in his leg that yeah. he doesn't want to get removed, and turns out he has an arc reactor trying to keep <laughs> the valve from going into his heart. Yeah. Somehow this movie can always be linked back to Iron I Man too. <laughs> for some odd reason. Mm-hmm. He, Robert De Niro has to form a new element to make sure yeah, that he's not he, dying of. Anyone remember poison. when Iron Man Two? The crux of the movie is Robert Downey Jr. has to. Uh, watch videos of his deceased father to steal a map from his office, bring it home, scan it, make a 3D model of the map, and then somehow turn that into an element. Yeah. 
That, yeah. that I I still to this day have no idea what's happening for that ten minute segment of the movie. Well, it's because still taking just... me to school. <laughs> right? <Yeah>. What? <laughs> He's like, well, I invented a new element using this map, and I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm like, wait. So the dad made the element, yeah, but couldn't make it. No. So he just drew he would, it, hey, Jeff, yeah. Jeff. And then rather than drawing it, Jeff. he made it into a map. He was limited from the technology of his time. <laughs> but his greatest invention like, was Tony. Why didn't the dad just like get a notebook and draw the, <laughs> and draw the fucking element? I mean, they, this is the same he generation. Could've just, he could have just drawn the element on a notebook, handed it to Nick Fury, said, hey, when Tony's old enough, give this to him. I mean, Howard Stark, the same guy who, with the help of Hank Pym, can make the Pym particle, but yeah. they can't make a new element? Yeah. I'm, in, I'm impressed you can draw an element in general. That's, yeah. You know, in a map. In a map. In a 3D map. <laughs> that's basically Epcot. Yes. <laughs> it would be the equivalent of me taking one of my Disney World Park maps, mm -hmm. slapping it on a scanner, and be like, holy shit, it's Palladium. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, Travolta and uh, De Niro are drinking, and they're having a good grand old time. And uh, they're sharing like hor like war stories yeah. of some kind, and De Niro talks about being in the war and how he's not quite out of it. And... At this point, we're like thirty minutes into the movie. Yeah, yes. and I'm like, oh, I thought this was an act. <laughs> What's going on here? Well, like, I'm not gonna lie here. I kind of like this bit. You kind of like this <laughs> yeah, bit. I liked it too. Yeah. I. I this, there, there's actually a lot about this movie that I like. Two, and two guys. This conversation is yeah. one of them. in a cabin just sharing stories. Well, it's, it's the enemy. It's the enemy mind thing. Yeah. This movie's trying to do that and then have a yeah. turn. Right. Except I don't think it really goes far enough. No, it doesn't go right. far enough. Like it the, doesn't finish its point. Yeah, like these conversations yes. feel kind of half-assed. Yeah. Like I like the concept here of enemy of... I like the idea of this movie and that it's trying to be like, in a war like that, there were no good sides. Right. There were people on both sides committing atrocities. Yep. Right. And it's trying to make that point. But it never succeeds. It does not go far enough. Because this whole scene, I'm like, okay, which of these guys... Like, this movie wants me to root for one of these guys. Which does it want me, want me to root for? Right. And at times, I'm like, maybe he's the hero. Maybe he's there. Maybe that's the intent. But it just, it just comes off as confusing because there's not enough of a handle on what's right. happening. Yeah, 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 yeah. And at this point, you know, as they're going through, like, shot after shot, and they've been on seven shots, and... Uh, Travolta at one point is like, well, it's getting late. I should probably get going. And then Daniel's like, oh, I got a spare room in here. It's like, oh, no, you've been very too kind. And then at one point he drops the book of For Whom the Bell Tolls. Yeah. They both go to pick it up, and that's when... It's like, oh, well, for whom the bell tolls, no. much like will be for you. What? I said nothing. Well, 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 <laughs> they both go down to pick it up, and that's when their hands touch. And every time we touch, I get this feeling. And every time we kiss, I swear I could die. And every time a heart beats fast, I know it could last. Leave you by my side. Okay, that was really good. Thank you. Yeah, I love how we didn't harmonize. Both were saying different lyrics to the song. I clearly don't know the song. I was going to do... Look into my eyes. And they look into each other's eyes. And De Niro has like, as soon as they, they touch hands and they make eye contact and the music settles in. <laughs> and then, <laughs> oh boy. And then at their eye contact breaks as De Niro like winces in his pain. It hurts. And then Travolta like puts his hand on it. He's like, and he, and he just starts rubbing his thigh. <laughs> He's like, you don't need to worry about that anymore, Robert. 
they're trying to start using the real actor names. <laughs> <laughs> they drop the accents. <laughs> then we never. That, and then the movie goes back to killing. It's a lot of fourth wall breaks. So we don't talk about. But this then he takes it's his wild. hand. And it's he's wild. like, "Do you want to do the be in the spare bedroom?" It's like, "No, I, I, I don't think you need acting." Anyway, so then oh, okay. John Travolta leaves, yeah. and then yeah. sorry, I don't know what that was, but I liked it. I I thought that's where the movie was going, but clearly it wasn't. Yeah, or maybe maybe they hooked up that one night, and then Travolta gave him his phone number, and then Ben just never yeah. called him and back, so ben, and then the rest of the movie is him like, why did you not call me, Ben? I believe it. And so Ben De Niro, yeah, uh, is what, <laughs> Ben De Niro, yes, uh, Ben De Niro, Ben De Niro, Ben De Niro. <laughs> bending bend arrow. It's bending a euro. Bending his uh, European guys over the yeah. cliff and shooting oh, them. Oh no! Damn. Hopes and thoughts of Ukraine. Trolls is just like, hey, you should, you should tomorrow, you should come hunting with me. We will have great hunt. Hunting the elk. I will hunt. And so, and Denier's like, oh, you know my leg. I don't know. I don't know about this. This is all euphemism, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, Stuart, the door just opened. Oh, oh, who's here? Look, who's walking in? Who's walking in? It is me, Emil. No. <laughs> Hello, Emil. Oh. <laughs> it is me. How are you doing today? This, he does this every once in a while. Yeah, I, I, I love when Emil comes in. Hey, Stuart. Have you ever thought about going on a hunt with me? Are we hunting for... We are hunting a specific type of prey. Is this prey my dick? Oh! Oh! <laughs> Stuart, you saying that actually blew Emil out of the room. <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, he exploded back and has flown six buildings across. He's not the only one who exploded. Oh! <laughs> it's, definitely, it's definitely not that I... Um, could not think of anything to do with that bit that caused me to just immediately abandon it. <laughs> but I'm glad that I was able to do that for yes, you. Yes, thank you. So, so anyway, <laughs> um, they go on a hunt. Yes, they go on a hunt. Yes. Yes. The nearest says no, and then the next morning so wait, they're just on the hunt wait, wait, again. Wait, wait a minute. The night before, so he he asked him to go on this hunt, and then he leaves the house, yes. and then it cuts to the next day, and they're on the hunt. Yes. Where yep. did where did he sleep? In the woods. oh, in the woods. Yeah. Among my people. The elk? Yeah, the elk. He's Serbian. It's no. very offensive, Jeff. Um, but no. <laughs> no what to do with that yeah. one. So they go out on this hunt. Am I outbidding Jeff in this You're episode? outbidding me today. I'm outbidding you today. Outbitting me today. <laughs> Not bidding. Must emphasize. Um, well, I don't bit hard. And so they go out on, they go out on this hunt. And uh, <laughs> Daenerys climbs to the top of a tree. Yes, and they have these little like micro. They have these little walkie-talkies that are yes. voice activated. So yes. every time they talk, they just hear each other. It's very cool. These walkie-talkies are, are seemingly waterproof, uh, indestructible machines. Yeah. Uh, um, fun little little tidbit in uh, in Minnesota, it is illegal to have uh, walkie-talkie communication with another hunter. Who is really? Still, oh, yes, because it's it's unfair. That's but anyway, interesting. Unfair like, to what? The animals. What? It's it's cheating. Uh, being human is unfair to the animals. I'm just... Walkie-talkies are a step too far. What? Because anyway, they have these about, magic walkie-talkies. Uh, guns. Uh, and bows. I yeah. Okay. You can use guns, bows, AK-47s. But walkie-talkies. Nuclear, nuclear device. But you talk to what? somebody about the patterns of the animals. And we're fine. Some you. far away. Hell no. $200 fine. Um... And okay. so, yeah, they have these little walkie-talkies, and Daenerys climbs to the top of a tree, and they're just chatting. Yes. 
And Daenerys going to shoot this elk with a bow. And he's like, I haven't killed anything in 20 years. Yes. Also, it should be noted the different types of bows that each of them are carrying. Yeah. Yes. Daenerys is carrying a crossbow. Yeah. Well, Daenerys, not crossbow. It's using a, a, like a fiberglass uh, bow. Oh, it's a, it's a compound. Fiberglass yeah, yes. compound bow. Whereas uh, Travolta is using like a wooden carved. Compound bow. Yeah. Wait. Com compound. Compound? Yes. So Travolta's Did got the compound. Tra or does De Niro have the compound? Well, De, De Niro has the, the fiberglass, fiberglass one. Yeah. Yes. Travolta has the big wooden one. Yes. Travolta's Legolas, um, and De Niro is Joe Hawkeye. Rogan. Right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Does Joe Rogan hunt? Is that a thing? I'm, I'm pretty sure that's one of the bits of Joe Rogan podcast is that he hunts elk a lot. With, what? <laughs> with a compound bow. Okay. Listeners, uh, listeners can comment and let me know yeah. if I'm right. Um, okay. So... Yeah, they're using the recurve bow. A re compound bow. Travolta has a recurve bow. Oh, there we go. Gotcha. So they have these bows. Yes. And uh, De Niro's about to shoot this elk, and then he doesn't. He's like, you just your shot. You can take it. Yes. And Travolta's like, you didn't have that 20, you didn't have that hesitation 20 years ago. You changed. And then bow goes right into the tree. And De Niro's like, ah, ah and he falls, falls from the tree. And breaks This his old bow. man survives a lot. Oh, yeah, he's a he tank. Does. And so De Niro just starts running through the woods. And this is when I wrote in my notes, this is the juice. <laughs> <laughs> this oh, is what I want. The hunt. Yeah. The killing season has begun. This is what I want is old, old guys running around. And just like all these arrows are just coming out of the woodwork. Literally out of the woodwork. Literally. <laughs> um, and just missing De Niro left and right. Travolta finally like, emerges like that orc at the end of Fellowship of the Ring, <laughs> where he's just where like he does. As Boromir he just, is killing all the other orcs, and you yeah. just see the other one and walking in slow mo. And it's this one guy he walks slow mo, and yes. he's like, and he, but that's like Travolta in this. Is he's walking in slow mo, just. You got, you got to do the sound design with the bow in yeah. Fellowship though, because not only does he pull the bow back, it's like. <laughs> You know what's really depressing is I know the, I know what the name of that orc is. His name is Lurtz. Lurtz. <laughs> so L U R T Z. That's pretty sick. His name is Lurtz. Lurtz the Lurker. Lurtz the Orc. Urukai. Yeah, he's an Urukai, not an Orc. Yeah. Be, yeah. Show I some also respect. say there, there's no two. These are not just a family Orc. See, <laughs> these are Urukai. They're obviously thick. <laughs> <laughs> we are gaining on them, the Uruks. <laughs> I always say the that. The Uruks invented waste. The ticket, the Hobbit's two eyes are gone. Sodomen. <laughs> <laughs> I always say there, there's no two phrases in the English lexicon that'll make me immediately like break out into a smile more than the words Urukai and Optimus Prime. <laughs> Those are my two favorites. Like if you just call it to me, Jeff Urukai, I'm like, fuck yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh God. Because they're like, it's it's the advanced version of the orcs. What are we gonna call them? Well, we can't call them Orc Two. What about Urukai? Urukai. <laughs> What's that? What you smell? Man flesh. <laughs> They're gaining our trail. Leaks <laughs> <laughs> oh, back to the main right here. <laughs> they were being followed. <laughs> Tracks lead the way from the battle and into Vanguard Forest. Vanguard. I mean, what madness? Madness <laughs> led them into that accursed place. Okay, Stuart, we're, we're gonna we... pause the podcast. Stuart, when... We're <laughs> gonna pause the podcast and quote two towers for the rest of the. <laughs> when are we finally gonna do our show, McKellen season? <laughs> McKellen season, get it? McKellen season. 
like it's an Ian McKellen podcast. So the also- arrows are flying towards <laughs> <Yeah>. Montenegro, <laughs> and uh, one actually hits him in the leg. Yes. Yeah, and he's like, ah, oh, no, through his. I calf. have to go throw makeup. Which I want to know, which leg did it hit him in? Was it in the shrapnel leg or the non-shrapnel leg? Shrapnel leg. It was the shrapnel leg. Okay, so kidding. he still got one buff ass yes. leg. <laughs> <laughs> because it's he uses this wound to pull the to pull the shrapnel out later. That is, crazy. which is the gnarliest shit I've ever seen oh, in a no, movie. Different wound. Oh, is it a different? It is a oh, different yeah, wound. He, because this is the same wound. He gets hit here. Yes. And then in the same wound, that's where he puts the rod through Correct. it, and they get the and string. So he, like, he like limps his way into a blown out brick building. Yes. Yeah. And Trollta follows him in and catches him. He Michael Myers himself to, to him. Yeah. Yes, he teleports. Yeah. And he's like, it is time for us to finally have our, our confession. confession. Yes. And so he throws like a wire. And that's when John Travolta turns into Ghost Rider. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he says, look into my eyes. Yeah. And so, Your pettit stare doesn't work on me. I have no soul to burn. <laughs> this scene... <laughs> Is very strange because it almost becomes a comedy for a moment. <laughs> yes, it's like he throws this like wire and he's like, "Put it through, put it through injury." And there's just like Charles is straight riffing in this scene. Like they're <laughs> riffing back and forth with each other. Yeah, and he's like, "All right, I hang you off now." And he just like hangs De Niro with a wire through the wound for the calf muscle. He's like, yes. "Calf muscle is very strong." No, it's not. <laughs> it's not that strong. Yeah, you know how people tear their like, ACLs and their calf muscles. And... This is the grossest shit I've ever seen. He's like sticking it through the wound. There's blood everywhere. I'm like, he's like, ah! He's like, you will, you will confess, confess your sins. Yeah, and then he's like, you will confess your sins. You know, do you believe in the God, Mister Walker, or whatever the fuck his name is? And he's like, I never had much faith in that guy. And he's like, I know, I know that God exists because I saw evil, and I thought there's no way men could be capable of such evil by themselves. Yeah. And then Denier's like, that's really interesting. Grabs a knife and cuts himself loose. Yeah. Um, and then he runs. How does he still running? <laughs> well, he runs and he falls into the river. Yes. And we get an incomprehensible minute-long sequence of like a camera just being like thrown against. Oh, the classic, classic 2013 uh, GoPro. Yeah. yeah, it doesn't match anything. <laughs> it looks like they shot. Like, looks like absolute trash. It doesn't even look like they attached the GoPro to a thing. No. It looks like they threw four GoPros in the river and said, "All right, whichever one makes it back is the one." Because <laughs> it's like it's just like spinning around and like it's black screen and then you see a little bit of. Yeah, it's it's bad. Yeah. It's bad. That's the worst sequence in the movie. Yeah, it's yeah. Al- it's speaking of Lord of the Rings, it's almost as bad as the uh, the one GoPro shot in the Hobbit. Oh, it it is very comparable. Yeah, to that shot. I mean, I the, that I think uh, about that every time. There's like a a GoPro shot in the, water. The best GoPro River Rapids uh, protagonist is drowning in the Rapid River sequence is sassy in Homeward Bound. Come on, am I the only one here? I mean, there's no it's GoPro. It's been a long now. time. But it's like a it's a shot of like a prop cat in the water yeah. <laughs> going, and they just oh yes, yes and they yes. add a sound effect up. <laughs> <laughs> because like Homeward Bound, it's like the animals talk, but they don't talk with their mouths. No. It's just voiceover. Yes, it's the, it's there. So yes. it's like you just see a golden retriever and an English bulldog running along to the river. It's like Sassy, we're coming after you, Boy, and like, it's a wide shot of a cat I, I, in a river, <laughs> and then it, and then you cut to a close up of a fake cat, and you're like. <laughs> I, got, I got the GoPro shot from The Hobbit. Oh my which god! Which is so obvious. It's, it's so, so funny. It's so distracting. <laughs> Look how bad that oh is. Oh my dude. god! I... So terrible. But yeah, that's this whole sequence, except Not somehow true. worse. Yes. Yeah. Well, it's just a lot of that. Brian, you you 
are a camera person. I am. I, I am a camera. I am curious. What I, would you I, describe I, the vibe of this movie's look as? Oh, literally. That's a sidebar. I think the defining fact, or the defining factors, that they had absolutely no time to plan mm. anything. And there are shots where characters are like weirdly out of frame like that mm. first conversation in the in the bar he's like sitting yeah. down across his contact and it's a it's a 50 50 on either side of the table yeah and both of them are like half cut off like it is a <laughs> shot of the table with characters on the edges and i was like wow we're, we're starting like this and it what doesn't it doesn't get better it doesn't get better there's there's dirty masters and every once in a while a close-up mm. that is the camera work in this movie <laughs> It has, a, it has a very weird, like, color to it. <laughs> oh. Yeah, it does. So, I don't know the significance of the color, but this movie starts with our flashback footage of, like, a cream orange color, and by the end of the film, it is blue. There is no other color except blue mm. in the third act. It is entirely fully blue. The last, like, fight sequence on the cliffside it's like they were running out of daylight or some shit. Yeah, I mean it's pitch black. Yeah, yeah, but it wasn't shot for night. No, it was like they were they they got to that last scene at four p.m. and they're like, God, we gotta go, we gotta go. We're losing yeah, they're the just light. like just rustle around a little bit. It's dark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, not good is my yeah. review of the camera work on this movie. Love it. Yeah, <laughs> it is. It is. A little, it's a little dire. <laughs> yeah, it's got that weird grike fake Michael Bay grime to it yeah. that a lot oh, of yeah. like, action movies of this era have. What's so interesting that happens after this movie I did not expect is Robert De Niro gets washed off on shore and he's covered in mud and you just see John Travolta pop out of the water doing that <laughs> the camouflage deactivates yeah. and he walks over cut to the predator vision just like mm, well, I was actually and gonna... he looks over into Robert De Niro who's on the mud he's like <laughs> and he can't see him and he just looks at the mud on him it's like Camouflage. Well, I was actually gonna say like that. That does happen. <laughs> what's, what's, what's really strange to me is that De Niro, like he falls off. He like miss. He doesn't fall off the waterfall, but he washes up on shore. Right. And then this, he's just laying there, and he he opens his eyes, and a horse is there. Yes. And he climbs his way up into the horse, and he rides, and he sees. Strange enough, an, an Urukai army. Don't worry, Steve. And, you're, and, you're, and he's like, oh, no. And so and this movie made a hard shift. Comes uh, Lord of the Rings, it just man. becomes the two towers, but with De Niro there. And he rides it back to Helm's Deep and they're like, we were expecting Aragorn, but we'll take you. Yeah. Horse, got the, horse got the wrong guy on the river, apparently, is what happened. Yeah. Um, it was a shadow of a thought. <laughs> then I will die as one of them. <laughs> uh, no. Okay. So, the, the, he gets back home. Yes. He walks away back home. <laughs> yes. And then, like, a, a minivan pulls up. Yes. Um, and oh, Milo, yeah. His son does show yeah. up. Yeah. And Milo Ventimiglia yeah. gets out with his wife and his daughter and yes. a bottle of wine. Yes. He's like, I guess dad's not home. And they're they're hilariously out of place. Here. Yeah. Like, in yes. my notes, I wrote, wow, city folk just don't <laughs> get it. Like, And she's like, and his wife's like, out of place. well, at least we got a three-hour drive to look forward to to get back. Because <laughs> apparently they went from the baptism to the dad's house because he wants his dad in his son's life. Yes. Uh, doesn't happen there. No. Um, and then suddenly De Niro just sees on his walk. He's like, 
The family is important to you. <laughs> and he looks across the way, and John Travolta's there with the bow pointing right at Mila Ventimiglia. Ready to kill his and son. And Robert De Niro, like, he's like talks he's like, him out of he's it? He's like, you want a war? I'll give you a war. And Charles is like, oh, yes, it is great. And it doesn't kill his son. Yeah, and, and the son drives away. Dri- and the son drives away. And then Travolta goes down. He picks up the bottle of wine and, like, starts drinking it. Oh, yeah. And then De Niro... Phew, Shoots an arrow and it goes. Oh, because the... he he built a bow yeah, in his time a... away. Oh yeah, he we built get... his own bow. I forgot there's that sequence in the cave where like he's yeah. doing all these survival. Oh, that's, that's he's on his leg. <laughs> that's yes, he pees on his leg. He bandages it. himself up. He builds a bow. He has a heart to heart with an elk outside yeah. his cave. And oh, then that's none right. of this has any relevance again. No, no it doesn't. You're the, right. The elk is very important. I tech mm. I texted. Uh, you did. Chef. I I yes. The elk, anyway. the elk is important, but like this whole sequence of him doing survivalist stuff, like yes. he uses the bow once yes, and then we never is, see it again. <laughs> that is his one Hey, you know. It worked. Stuart's breaking out the second Red Bull to the audience at home. Oh god. Bodes ill. <laughs> um But Travolta picks up the bottle of wine and the arrow goes through the bottle, shattering it in great symbolism. Yes. The red wine splatters everywhere. Signifies into the ground. Blood. And the arrow goes through Travolta's cheek and out his other cheek. Yes. Yeah. Because this is the first blood yeah. that our guy Robert De Niro has shed. In 20 years. In 20 years. <clears throat> and then he comes down and he knocks Travolta out. And Travolta wakes up chained to like a bench in the basement. <laughs> it should be said, the rest of the movie, he has like holes yeah. in his cheeks. He's got the yes. Joker thing. He has the Joker thing going. Yeah. 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 And, but he seems very okay with it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. And he's there and he looks over and De Niro's making lemonade. Yes. With a lot of salt. Yeah. He, oh. he says, oh, I'm out of sugar. I'm going to use salt to substitute. He pours the whole thing of salt in it. And, and it that takes sequence so long. 20 minutes. <laughs> it's a 20 minute sequence. It's so It's just him standing like, so single. Says <laughs> <laughs> so the salt slowly comes out. It stops and he shakes it a little bit. <laughs> it <happens> again. <laughs> it keeps going. <laughs> it's actually one total fourth of the runtime of this movie. Salt and then it, he keeps shaking it. And then every once, and 20 minutes later, you think it's over. And he shakes it again. <laughs> and it keeps going out. And then like eventually. Mary Poppins it, bag of salt it's container. So and then it fades salt. to black. And then you just hear the s- credits. 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 He makes this lemon. He's like, you know, you tried to tell me a lot of stuff from your part of the world. Let me tell you an adage from mine. When life gives you lemons, he doesn't finish it. He, he just leaves it there. I was so mad. I, I, it was very I'm like, unsettling. Any line, if any part of this movie to just really go for it, having Robert De Niro say, "When life gives you lemons, make lemonade," and then pouring that lemonade yeah, on, his, that would have been, been so good. I would have yeah. like, ah, and like given this movie an extra half star or something. Um, but that didn't happen. It didn't. Instead, happen. he just. I mean, it, here's the thing, like. <clears throat> I'm not. I'm not like one to like encourage torture yeah. porn esque yeah. methods in movies. If but like, do it, just do it. Yeah, if you're gonna do anything, don't like go to, you know, rated G mode and be like, right. oh, and he pours the salted lemonade. Ah, <laughs> no, look at how gnarly it is. <laughs> ah, I'm like, and like, uh, and he's like, no. <laughs> I'm like, I, I did, I did. This was the this was the scene where I was like, okay. This movie has no idea what it is. Yeah, no, <laughs> because yeah. I was like, I, I was down to root for Robert De Niro. Yeah. Clearly, like, he had just a watching past, porn. But now I'm like, I'm like, he could have just, you know, like called the cops here, you know, tied him up, and then then and the like, movie's over. But he's like, no, I'm gonna waterboard the, this guy. The, the, tar- the torture scenes set. in this are so over the top intense <laughs> compared to the rest of the movie. <laughs> it's oh yeah, it's uh, yes, and it's yeah. supposed to be like both sides committed atrocities in war. 
and the end of the movie is the U.S. getting involved in another war. Right. The endless cycle of violence and torture. And I'm like, yeah, okay, put that in your movie if you want. Right, you right. want to try and right. make me yeah. think. My, <laughs> the characters have learned no lesson yeah. in this. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Travolta escapes. Yeah, he escapes and he punches yes. De Niro. Yes. Oh, hell, the turntables. And so De Niro is in the back of his car and this Travolta's is, driving. I, I will it. say this is the third or fourth uh, Uno reverse card. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Switcheroo of who has the who has the upper hand. Yeah, we listen to like, Johnny Cash. Don't bring your guns to town again. Yeah. Again, only he's bringing De Niro the yeah. gun into yeah. town. Yes, and then De Niro is flipping the lyrics, and he's like. Oh, no, this is later in the movie when he says, like, do bring your guns to hand. Don't leave your guns at home. Yeah, that's um, that. Yes. And, and so they're driving and Travolta's riffing and monologuing. Yep. De Niro wakes up and, like, lunges at him. We get the funniest looking car stunt of all time. Yeah. <laughs> this, like, Jeep just, like, flies off the cliff and there's, like, 70 cuts. Of, like, just going, it like, just rolls down the hill for so long. Just in the same in the same way, like, I think they just threw those four GoPros in the river. It feels like they just threw, like, 10 GoPros in the car and just let them bang around. Oh, absolutely. Like a fucking pinball machine or... <laughs> it's just like... Because the car just keeps rolling and they're unharmed by this. Oh, yeah, they're fine. De Niro gets out and he's running. Well, De Niro uh, gets out and he sees... Uh, oh, the, the rifle. Gun. Yeah. Yes. And he gets out and he tries to like crawls towards it. Meanwhile, Travolta gets out. And you're right. Both guys, none of them are really that harmed. No. I mean, De Niro crawls, but he can still run later. Yeah. Same with Travolta. Yeah. He's acting like his leg is broken, like his uh, foot's at a weird angle, right. and he's dragging it, and like can't. But but, but he's fine later. He yeah. Around later. And so he's trying to go for the gun. Meanwhile, Travolta gets out and shoots a flare gun at him. Yeah, he had a flare gun. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then he grabs the rifle. He aims it at Travolta, pulls the trigger, but it's empty. Because we never saw Travolta load it in the movie. Travolta Travolta (sighs) had the shells in his pocket the whole time. Big twist. So then... Uno reverse. Another Uno reverse. And then Travolta now has the upper hand. He's like leading um, De Niro somewhere in the woods. Uh, like they go, this is the cliffside thing. I think um, this is the final cliffside battle, isn't it? Basically, Am I missing something? He points the gun at him and he walks him up the hill. We get no, a- no. Uh, um, um, uh, De Niro. Oh, they're in a church. Yeah, they make it to the oh, church. Oh, the there's, church there's, bit. There's, 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 yeah. there's one more. <laughs> there's yeah. one the, more. The church bit. <laughs> they get to this church that yeah. De Niro had established having taken a photo of earlier in the movie, like an abandoned church yes. of some sort. Yes. Um, and the funniest thing ever happened in this church. It's my favorite. Bless part. me, Father, for I, I have sinned. I laughed so hard. I think I think Jeff and I are thinking the same part. Yeah. So it's actually perfection. What what part are we so talking about? So they're in this church. Yeah. And Charles is like, Come to confess your sins. Which is uh, a good movie line in many other movies and yes. a bad one in this one. Oh um, they, he they really milk it mm, though. Yeah, yeah. He's like, Come to confess your sins. Finally, you must confess. I have bared my soul to you. You will bear yours to me. And uh, instead, there's a the sun creeps through a cloud and through a hole in the ceiling. And God's light shines down <laughs> on Robert De Niro. This bright orange bolt of light. And De Niro looks up and his face is glowing with it. <laughs> I kid it's you great. not. To the honest, this literally happened. This is not yes. a bit. No, that, actually, that, that's actually part of the movie. And it, this actually happened. The light shines on him in the middle of this yes. church, and it's very clear that like De Niro has found redemption and yes. he has found his path with God, and he um he like somehow knocks these boards down and they fall on Travolta. Yep. 
and it's this big disarming the the gun yeah the gun flies away the gun yeah. flies away guys this whole bit so good um and trolls is like oh and denier tries to run but then trolls catches him again anyway yes and they walk up to the top of a mountain. Well, you're missing the part where uh, Travolta cuts his leg. Oh, yeah, He yes. cuts his leg. And he's about to kill him. And he rips the shrapnel. But that's when God's leg comes through, right? Yes. Because yes. he, he rips... This De moment Niro, happens all at the same De Niro time. De Niro rips the shrapnel from his leg. He <laughs> removes his wound. <laughs> and stabs he And stabs Travolta with it. He finally gets over his, like... Um, like, he gets over his guilt from the he, war. He literally pulls his inner demon out. Yes, he literally pulls his inner demon out. Out. In this church, with God's help, he finds God, <laughs> defeats his inner demons, and stabs Travolta with it. <laughs> so good. Um, I, how, after this, they somehow wind up on the at the top side. of the cliff. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. And there's another little fight oh, scene. Oh, wait, wait. I did miss one thing. What? The one good shot in this movie. Oh, right. Yeah. Where... It's like a wide shot of a hill of a yeah, mountain. Yeah, with the moon in the background. Yeah, yeah and it's like one good shot. Why? I don't. What do you call it when like the moon's looking big in the frame? I forget. It's like a. It's low in the sky. Looks yeah. big. There's something like where the. It's very pretty. Yeah, it's a really nice shot. The moon's yep. right there, and they're just in silhouette. Travolta with the gun pointed, and then you're walking them up to this church. Yeah, it's very cool. The one great shot of this movie. Anyway, we're now fast forwarding again after the church. Uh, they wind up at the top of this hill, this cliff. Yep. And they're fighting, mm -hmm. and De Niro has Travolta. It's gunpoint. daytime now, but it's way. daytime. Yeah, the whole like day has passed. Yes, he has the gunpoint, and Travolta's like, "Do it! Ah, do it! I desire the trigger. I want to die." And De Niro does pull the trigger, but at the rocks, and he throws the gun off the cliff. Oh, great he shot of that gun falling! He by doesn't the way. bring his guns to town. Freaking great, very clear, like green screen, yes. like little they, element they falling. It's they took the um, they took it and just shrunk it in size. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> Um, it's good shit. Yeah, and then they're like, Daenerys like, you and I are the same guy, you know. You and me, we we shouldn't be fighting. We should be recovering from our demons together. And like, and that's when that that they touch hands on the cliff. Yeah, it's really cute. Together. Yes. <laughs> and we get that what you described as the oh buddy uh, green screen shot of them. <laughs> <laughs> Cuts to the wide. It's like a shot looking at them from behind yes. and it's like from the the view in front of them is like the a picture yes a picture uh, a it, it actually looks like one of those frame. old like watercolors yeah of like literally i was like wow nice they, uh... um but he does tell denier does tell a really odd gross joke yes can we like yes the joke is like it's a guy goes to see a oh, priest an yeah. italian priest and yes. he talks about how he was hiding a jew in his attic during the holocaust yes and the priest's like, that's a great thing to do. Why are you apologizing? Mm -hmm. And the priest's like, well, she started repaying me with blowjobs. And I'm like, okay, this is a little strange. And the priest is like, well, you know, war makes sinners of us all. And then the guy says, well, should I have told her the war ended? As in, like, he was getting free blowjobs from this Jewish girl who he thought he was protecting. And I'm like... Travolta also does not laugh. Yeah, and Travolta's like... And there's I a solid moment of silence between yeah. them. It's like, I, I and, I, and I'm just like... Was that in the movie? That's like the grossest shit I've ever heard in my life. But the the, mo the, the that moment is a of morally reprehensible <laughs> joke. <laughs> it was, yeah, you know, just they just wanted to make sure you weren't rooting for this guy too much. Yeah, you were like, this guy did redeem himself, but also he did commit he's still war crimes. He yes, he, he is a war criminal. He is a war criminal. Exactly. <laughs> and isn't there a bit where it cuts back to the flashback with like 
uh, in Bosnia yeah. where yes. the soldiers holding the gun over. Yeah, and we, and we it's find... actually the exact same footage. Yeah. Like it is the exact same right. sequence of shots yeah. in the same order. And then it cuts the to and it just add the one final shot the, of young yeah, De Niro. Yeah, he's looking a little smooth, a little, a little bit smooth. <laughs> <laughs> a little <laughs> Paul Walkerish. One might he's say. looking a little smooth. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Ryan, have you ever seen Smooth Yoda? I have not seen Smooth Yoda. Oh no, I don't know if I want to see this. But uh, I think while he's pulling that up, I think that's the end of the movie. No, no, oh, no. no. What, oh no, the bar scene at the end. Okay. Oh, th then even more. Oh yeah, Smooth Yoda looks adorable. Smoothie. Wow, he's a good-looking guy. Doesn't uh, look like a day over how does this movie end? I don't remember. Um. Well, so yeah, Travolta has his thing, and he goes back to the bar. And he buys a drink from the bartender. Yeah. And they're like, share a smile, possibly future Romance redemption. Thing. Yeah. And then Robert De Niro. This is the Creed 2 ending. Yeah. So Go we got to talk about this shit right now. <laughs> this is the Creed 2 ending. So this movie. For, yeah. Okay. So to the audience at home. Yeah. Creed 2. Yes. Sequel to Creed. Mm. Sequel to Rocky Balboa. Yeah. Sequel to Rocky Five. Yeah. Sequel to Rocky Four. Thank mm -hmm. you, Jeff. Sequel to Rocky Three. I think. Yes. I think the guys sequel to Rocky Two. Yes. Which is the sequel to Rocky One. Uh, well, just known as Rocky. I mean, sure. And so Creed Two. In that movie, the the main conflict of that movie is that Sylvester Stallone, Rocky, is relitigating, um, an old fight. An old, an old beef he has yes. with an I've... Eastern, with a tough Eastern European yes. named Ivan Drago. Yes, very scary. Yes, the machine, and him having this guilt over having lost a friend in a fight with Drago, mm -hmm. has excommunicated Rocky from his son, Milo, played by Milo Ventimiglia. Mm -hmm. You will note that is the exact same plot as this movie. <laughs> and how does <laughs> and the end of this movie? Is Robert De Niro going to Milo Ventimiglia's house, knocking on the door, Milo Ventimiglia opening the door and being like, hey, dad, come on in. Me you know too. what the end of Creed 2 is? It's Sylvester Stallone. Stallone, another old Italian man, going to Milo Ventimiglia's house, knocking on the door, Milo Ventimiglia being like, hey, dad, you can come on in, and him walking in. You think the director told him, okay, this is the same thing as you did for Creed Two, Just <laughs> like, this is your dad this time. <laughs> Mio's like, this is so, there's something strangely familiar about all this. How, how we're shooting this? It's yeah. so weird. Because it is the exact same sequence of shots. Yeah, too. it is. Yeah, it is. It's very It's the strange. same scene. Yeah. It's so funny. You can't tell I was me. like, wait a second. They, they just comped Sylvester Stallone in that. Yep. <laughs> same same thing. <laughs> same ending as yeah. Creed Two. Uh, and, and then we cut to credits. And then that's credits. Yes. Yeah. And that's killing season. And that's killing season. That's the movie. <sighs> <sighs> All right. I won't say a complete waste of my time. No, I. But there were like four too many reversals. Yes. For me, like yes. that. I I got it. Who knew? Right? I got it for a movie that is already short. Yes. It felt long. It was a. It would have been a great thirty-minute short. Because they yes. also did not need 30 minutes to set up that our boy was... And that 30-minute short peaceful, could have just been the conversation down. in the log cabin. Yeah. Yeah. And then the conversation at the end. Yes. And maybe one of the torture scenes. Right. Because it's pretty okay, honestly. Yeah. Wait, which one? The calf one or the lemonade one? The the 
Yeah, honestly, I like both of them. Yeah. The calf one was more effective. Calf one, it really hit me the more the most. The lemonade, the one, lemonade I just one, one was, was kind of goofy. Yeah, yeah. I, that's what I was like. Yeah. It's like very goofy. Honestly, both the torture scenes are kind of goofy. Yeah, they're yeah, strange. Like, the, the calf one was just unrealistic. I was also like, so this whole movie is them taking turns monologue, monologuing to each other. Yeah. And the, the first two monologues are humorous. Right. I would have loved to have just those two. Yeah. Just those two monologues. I think it was pretty solid. Everything yeah. after that, I'm like, I get it. Yes. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> it just keeps relitigating yes. the it, same thing. It literally thing. is the same. Yes. Yeah, Seeing different place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so this movie comes out July 12th of 2013. Yes. Uh, two days after my birthday, I did go to this on my birthday. It was my party. I had like 10 uh, friends. No, this didn't happen. <laughs> I was unaware of this movie until recently. Um, Comes out um, both theaters and home video. It is direct to video. In addition to like random theaters, do play it. Sure. Mm. Makes one point one million dollars. Yeah. Um, unlisted budget. Probably because it was funded uh, through like the mob or something. Uh, Probably. That's all I can imagine. The money laundering front of some sort. Um, comes out. No one talks about it. it gets a ten percent on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> uh, yeah. I think that's pretty fair. Is this movie better than Staying Alive 1980? No. Exactly. No. Why the fuck is Staying Alive 0% on Rotten Tomatoes? Because they were kicking him while he was down. Yeah. It was a comparison that's to Saturday Night Fever because yeah. that's a sequel. Oh. Yeah. Did not, does not I deserve didn't know a 0%. Existed. Yeah. There's a sequel to Saturday Night Fever oh. called Staying Alive. It's one of his, It's one of Travolta's three 0% movies. Right? Three? Yeah. It's that. Battlefield Earth. No, not Battlefield Earth. It's that. Look who's talking now, mm. and Gotti. Gotti zero percent. Gotti is zero percent. Oh, we're gonna talk about it. That, that's too bad. We're gonna that talk about it at length. Oh, I, I'm very excited. At, I wanna, length. I wanna be there for that one. Length. Oh, you will. I only have 128 hours on that SD card. Length. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We're gonna. We'll use it. 120 hours. Yeah. It's 215 gigs. Yeah, 256 gigs on the SD yeah, card. Yeah, so we'll be recording a 220-hour episode. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> you might need more than two Red Bulls for that episode. Yeah, probably. Ten straight days of Gotti talk. Yes. Talking Gotti. Well, can I can I introduce prison. my theory of yes. the elk? Because yes, I, I do want to talk about this. Okay. Um, Because I, I did have a theory. You know... If, phenomenon being my favorite episode i was like okay oh, i'm gonna, thanks, I'm gonna have to i'm gonna have to come up with like at An least something Adam-esque. some yeah something at least interesting and i think i actually found it i i think this movie did intend to have the elk represent um something i couldn't decide if it was supposed to represent um robert de niro's father watching out from from heaven or if the elk represented god now let me back myself up real quick. So the movie starts with him not going to church mm-hmm. on the day. Instead, going out and looking at the two elk, and it's very beautiful, blah, 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 blah. We then see the elk again when they go on their first like hunting trip, and he decides not to shoot them because it's like the whole thing. You can't, can't take the life of the elk. Then you see the elk again when he's building the bow in yeah. the uh, thing, and he looks at the elk, and he remembers, oh... 
I don't I don't want to kill this guy. Mm-hmm. It's this whole thing. I can't. I had to kill that one elk that one time, and it was it bad. Scarred me. Yeah. And then uh, you see the elk. Oh, the elk on the the Jägermeister. Yeah. The thing. The the elk. Oh, literally shit. With the cross sees, above it. Yeah, he looks at the Jägermeister, and there's an elk staring at him yes, across with above the it. cross. And it's, I mean, it's exactly. Uh, the same like composition as Am the. Am I about uh, to put very movie music under this? Yeah, <laughs> it's the same um, composition of the Jägermeister um, yeah. elk with uh, with the cross as the uh, the uh, invitation to the baptism is like his uh, mm-hmm. his like nephew or whatever his yeah. go- grandson. grandson. He Travolta calls him his nephew twice. <laughs> He's like, you want to go to your nephews, and I was like, okay. But anyway, that's sidetrack. Yeah. But yeah, it has a cross above it, so I'm like, there's symbolism there. Um, then you go to the church and there's something elky there. I don't know. But the final frame of the movie, Robert De Niro goes to his son's house. They close the knockers on the door are elk antlers. Oh shit. And I was like, all right, there it is. Brought them together. So there you go. There's my theory. (laughs) There's my theory. That all is great. I'm like, I think that I'm like the final. <laughs> that all the, the final frame wonderful. being antlers. I was like, do you really? That's pretty. Do slick. you really want to give the creators of this movie that much credit? <laughs> Mark Steven Johnson very clearly intended for that elk to be. Yes, that something that was. I, I mean, didn't even notice the elk antlers at the end. Yes, yes, the door knockers. That I mean, that is the final yeah. frame of the film the elk represents his connection to god yes it, it through represents god being nature yes it is it is god in the in the uh the 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 big sense mm-hmm. it is it is his connection cosmic to, god. to god yes there you go there are two types of the force there's the cosmic force and then the living force oh, whatever so there you go i tree <laughs> tree i have no tree <laughs> I, I am an end. <laughs> <laughs> oh, great. Any final thoughts? <laughs> Brian, uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I just, my brain just broke. broke. I had something to say to you, and then my brain just stopped, comp- like the gear stopped mid through turn. <laughs> Stuart, what are your final thoughts on killing season? Uh, it killed it. That be bad. They oh. <laughs> killed it. Um, it's a movie. I'll not watch it next season. Oh, that's true. Well, when we do the De Niro cast, I did see which would be Robert De Podcast. Robert Robert De Niro did pee on his own leg for this film. He did. I don't, uh, it was pretty solid. This yeah. this bozo. There was bloody urine draining off of Robert De Niro's leg for this film. <laughs> I think it was just an SFX guy with a bottle. Just. Pss- <laughs> Come on. Robert De Niro's a pro. Where's your fun? He committed. He, he did. He drank like I'm seven ready. Red Bulls that morning. It's like, all right, I'm ready to go. Let's get the shot up. Let's go. Ah! <laughs> he's like, all right, cut. And he's still peeing. He's like, roll the cameras. Roll the cameras. I'm still going. <laughs> See, th- this this is... Smaller stream, Robert. <laughs> this is a strange movie. Especially a strange one to cover in light of current events. Yeah. Yes. Um, In which it's kind of trying to deal with America's culpability of war crimes. Yes. In attempting to stop war crimes. And that's about, and me saying that is about as much effort as the movie puts into trying to be about that. Yeah. I, I was, I, I was really trying during the, the third act, like to figure out what, 
the movie's final point was. Yeah, it doesn't have one. And I was like, I don't even know if we're like they become, anti-war crime. Yeah, they become friends at the end. It's like, you did some war crimes, you can go home. L- that, you did some war crimes, I did some war crimes. It is not, we, we, it we is slugged not it out on each other. an anti-war film, which yeah, is unfortunate. No. I mean, what's the saying is that there's never been an effective anti-war film because war is inherently cinematic. Mm. That's true. I don't remember who said that. Someone I don't know. That. I, yeah, um, I, I, someone who was smarter than me. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Jeff, final thoughts. That, that, those are my final thoughts. Is that it, it tries. It's for Travolta. Like we're at the point where, like, when it comes to like trying to chart, what, what does this do to his career? It doesn't do anything. It's another direct-to-video action movie. I can't wait for us to cover the People versus OJ. <laughs> oh, we aren't. I know. Um, <laughs> I know. I just felt like saying maybe that. we will. Who knows. <laughs> Remember in the first episode we said maybe we'll cover that. We'll decide on the day. Maybe we'll decide on the day. Okay. The option's still there. I feel like, have you seen it? No. You should watch it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, if we're not, even if we're not covering it, you're lit, part of your personality, Jeff, is that you have a John Travolta podcast. Yeah. So I feel like. Part of yours as well. Well, yeah. But so I feel, you can't like <laughs> walk back and be like, well, yeah, I'm not. I only kind of do. No, you've been on every episode, buddy. <laughs> But I feel like you should at Sir, least show you, the. Can res- you think about when we're done with the show? You and I will probably be among the only like hundred people in the world who've seen every single John Travolta movie. Oh, you might be the only two. That's a lot of movies. At the very least, John Travolta is also on this. That's list. true. That's true. You think he's watched all his movies? Probably. He goes to premieres. I mean. All the direct-to-home video ones? He seems like the kind of guy who'd be like, I had such a good time making this. I just think it's fantastic. It was so fantastic making this movie. (laughs) Dad, that was like 2013. You can drop the accent. Those are are my final thoughts. All right. It doesn't do anything for his career as another action movie. Yeah. Yeah. Brian, any final thoughts from you? I think we already just Oh, no, yeah. Yeah, my final thoughts were uh, this was really fun. Yeah, you had it. I would not have watched this movie if I did not have to. <laughs> I would not have finished this movie if I did not have to. It is the assignment. It was an assignment. There are some yeah. movies where Stuart just texted me. He's like, I cannot believe I have to watch this movie right I was, now. I was sitting, uh, my friend Kaylee was sitting on the, the couch next to me. She was not watching the movie, but she was present. And I don't know. One of the one of the Uno reverse cards happened, and she like looks up, takes her headphones off, and she's like, "Brian, why are you watching this? This is, this is not a good movie." And I was like, "I have to. You don't understand. <laughs> I'm taking notes. Look." <laughs> oh my gosh! It never so ends. Funny. It never ends. It'll end, and then right. we'll jump right back into it. Yeah. But Brian, um, I'm sure we'll see you again. Yes. Oh yeah, I I want to I want to be back. This You'll was so back. fun. This was really. You'll cool. be back. He's for, got to be back. Uh, yeah, he's, I've got to be. You back. did not realize, but you signed an invisible contract. He's I, uh, got to be back. I, I got, got to it. Got to be back. Nice. He's got right. to do it. All right. Well, Brian, thank you so much for coming. Oh, I, I thank, thank you, you so much for the listener at home for listening this uh, this week to Travolting. Yeah. Make sure to tune in. I am hastily trying to bring up next week's episode uh, to do this. What What's next week's episode? Please make sure <laughs> to tune in next week for our episode on the Forge, the Forger, a movie we've all seen and love. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. Please remember to rate, review, subscribe, <laughs> whatever platform you're listening on. As a reminder, we are available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and YouTube. You can find us at Trolting Pod on Twitter or Instagram. Top into our Reddit, r slash Trolting. You can email us any comments or questions, Trolting Podcast at gmail.com. You find me on Twitter at Jeff W. Sweeney. Come on to Stuart or Instagram at Stuart Elmer. Find if Brian, anything you want to plug? Uh, yeah, you can go to my Instagram. It's uh, Delicioso8. I, just I, to, I wanted to see how BTS. fast I could do this. And as always, special thanks to Michael Wimbledon and Smith for the theme music and Rebecca Johnson for the graphic design. It's taking you out right now. Have a great week, folks. See you next week. What about the legs? They don't need those. <laughs> oh, they look so tasty. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>